You're listening to A Playful Podcast, where I talk about everything from the wonders of messy play to stories from my wonderful but messy life. I'm Mariah, and I'm the creator of A Playful Purpose Learning for Littles, and I'm so glad you found me. All right, let's get this party started. Hi everyone, welcome back to A Playful Podcast. We are now at episode 7, and today's episode is going to be all about things that I suck at. This episode was actually inspired by Erin Trafford, who's on Instagram, and she is local to Nova Scotia, and I've been following her for a little bit now. She mostly posts about business strategies and kind of launching plans, so if you're a fellow business owner, definitely check her out. But last week, she actually posted a carousel on Instagram about things that she sucked at, and I loved it so much that it inspired this episode. And I know that I had said I was going to talk about baby sleep this week and kind of how that's been affecting my mental health, but to be perfectly honest, I don't really feel ready to talk about that yet because I'm still kind of in the trenches with the baby sleep and with my PPA, and I think I need a little bit more distance from that topic before I can talk about it. But following through with plans that I announce is definitely up there with those things that I am going to be talking about today that I kind of suck at, so stay tuned for more info on that. But before we jump in, we will start right away with the weekly check-in. In just a few days, my mom is coming, and that means our house is about to be a Christmas explosion. My mom is the queen of Christmas. She loves setting up Christmas trees and decorating the entire house, and I'm sure that on her visit, we will take many a trip to HomeSense and Winners in order to zhuzh up my current Christmas selection and really get the spirit going in our house. Also, during her visit, we're going to be taking some photos with some of her delicious creations because I'm going to be doing a giveaway for some of her treats, both local to me and local to her in Ottawa, as part of my 12 Days of Christmas, which I'm going to be hosting on the A Playful Purpose Instagram. So you heard it here first. I'm going to be doing 12 days of kind of giveaways and deals and all sorts of fun ideas starting on December 1st. And I'm really, really excited to get that going and to kick off the holiday season. Other than that, at a playful purpose, nothing too big has been going on this week. I was really focused on getting those play kits out there into the world, and the launch went really well, so thank you so much to everyone who purchased. They're getting picked up by Canada Post any minute, and they should be arriving at your doorsteps within the next week or so, which is so exciting. If you get a play kit, I would love to see pictures of it. Definitely tag me in them on Instagram, because it just fills me with so much joy to see your littles playing with the special things that I've curated for them. That was a little bit of a shorter weekly check-in this week, but I don't really have anything big and I don't want to waste your time ever. So I think we'll just jump into today's topic, which is five things I suck at. Number one, the first thing I'm going to talk to you about that I really feel like I suck at is sticking to the plan, any plan. In regards to making plans, I'm amazing at them. I would give myself an A plus. I am the checklist queen. I love a timeline. I need a deadline in order for something to get done. But I love making a plan. I can sit there and articulate my thoughts and I can see something through from beginning to end. Sticking to the plan and actually executing the plan, I give myself like a strong C minus. Needs improvement. Really need to work on this area of my life. For example, let's think about these play packets that I told you last week I was going to have done by the end of the week. I had a solid plan in place about which things I was going to get done on which day. From start to finish, there was, I think, seven play packets I was working on. I had only one step left in them. I was going to get it done by the end of the day. Didn't happen. Don't know why. I was a little bit busy with Andrew. I was busy with other projects. Whatever it was, I had a foolproof plan and I did not stick to it. Another example, this podcast, I was supposed to do an episode on baby sleep this week. I had a whole plan laid out about what I wanted to talk to, sat down to do it, 
couldn't get the words out. And that's the same. It's happening before in the podcast where I'll have a plan and I just can't stick to it for one reason or the other. Any organizational system can't stick to it. I was talking about Trello earlier just a few months ago and how I was really into using Trello as an organizational system. I spent all this time making headers and making a system that really worked for me. Haven't used it in three weeks now. I have a happy planner. I have a plum paper planner. I have checklists. I've tried to use my iPad. I've used notes on my phone and reminders on my phone. I've used Google Calendar. I use so many different things and I can never find one that I really, really stick with. I think that's why it's so amazing that I've been sticking with the goal setting strategy I talked about a few episodes ago for so long, because other than that, systems are something that I just seem to not really be able to stick to. It's almost like I have so many different needs in the moment that my system has to completely change in order to fit into that. So right now, the Trello thing is not working for me. I need to have checklists printed out that I can physically mark off when I'm getting things done in order to keep myself motivated to do them. Whereas a few weeks ago, I liked the -the on-the-go aspect of Trello where I could be adding to the to-do list and checking things off kind of as I went, either on my phone or on my laptop. That was working better for me. But right now I'm liking that removal from tech and I'm liking the fact that it's printed out on paper and I can look at it beside me without having to have multiple screens open. And I'm not really sure what this whole sticking to the plan problem is for me. I think it really comes down to the fact that my priorities are just shifting so fluidly right now throughout my life. And from one month to the next, even one week or one day to the next, I just find that my ideas and my priorities and where I want to put my energy is changing so much that having these longer term plans is not really aligning well because by the time I get to the end of that planned out plan, I'm no longer focused on that area that the plan had been in place for. I think it also comes down to patience, and I would never call myself a patient person. Patient with littles in the educational system, yes. Patient in every other aspect of my life, no. I think that's part of the reasons I found pregnancy so hard, other than the millions of problems I had, was just that it takes nine months to make a baby. And that level of patience is just not something that I would ever attribute to myself with. So the patience to follow out a plan, especially a multi-step, multi-week plan, is just not one of my strengths. I truly suck at it. And this ties in with the second thing I suck at, which is thinking of the long game. And what I mean by that is kind of this whole big picture, long-term goal setting type plan. And I think this is because I live truly and wholly in the present slash next few days. My mindset is to really focus on the now and what I'm working on now and who I'm spending my time with now and kind of the things that feel extremely relevant to me are the things that are happening in real time. Thinking about months into the future, thinking about years into the future is just so abstract to me. And I know that so many things are going to change between now and then, so many things change between now and next month, that it's hard for me to feel invested and it's hard for me to really feel like I have a true idea of what's going to be happening in the future. And as a result of this kind of present tense mindset, I do really struggle with getting past things that are happening and consuming me in the moment. For example, baby sleep. It's just such a huge thing on my mind right now. And yes, it's temporary. And there's that saying, you know, the days are long, but the weeks are short. And it is true. I can't believe how much he's grown already and how old he is. But I really am struggling so much in the moment of the sleep and in the moment of the crying and of trying to help him learn and to try and get him settled and how much that's affecting my mental health that it's very hard for me to see the bigger picture that this is so temporary. And it's very hard for me to look forward into the future and think, oh, well, in just a few weeks, in just a few months, he'll be so much older and so much better. I'm so consumed with the right now that it's hard for me to think about the soon. 
This is also true with things that are difficult for me that involve progress, like running. So I mentioned before that I'd started running and I'd stopped during the four-month sleep regression and I haven't yet started up again, but I'm going to be working on that soon. And the thing is with running is that it is a slow progress and it's hard for me to see past that moment when I'm out there and I'm running and I'm exhausted and my body doesn't want to keep going. It's hard for me to see past that initial frustration to think, okay, yeah, this is hard, but it's getting easier and next week it'll be even better and the week after it'll be even better if I'm consistent. I get so wrapped up in this is so hard and I'm failing at it right now that it's hard for me to move forward and see that bigger picture. This is the same within my business where I get so focused on what I want to be doing right now in business and I have an idea and I want to do it and it's hard for me to really think long term about where I want this business to go or grow to and I just see it as such a fluid process that having these like five and ten year goals, I wouldn't even know where to begin with that because everything changes so much for me on a daily basis. And I feel the same way about launching stuff in my business. Usually when you set out to have a launch plan, you're doing it a few weeks or even months in advance and you're building up to it the whole time. You're building your list, you're sharing tidbits, you're sharing behind the scenes, you're getting that interest. And I find it really hard to sustain a launch. I find it really hard to keep posting about things all the time without feeling like I'm boring people or quite frankly, without boring myself. I just find it really hard to follow through with a really long launch, which is why I'm kind of embracing more of the short-term soft launches with a little bit smaller goals, because I just find personally I handle them a lot better. I know in a logical business sense, it's a better choice to do more well thought out and drawn out launches. It's just not something that I love doing. And I'm trying to figure out that happy medium of what a launch will look like for me in my business and what feels good to me. And I think, again, this ties into that patience piece where I just struggle with having the patience to live through these hard moments where I feel like things aren't going exactly my way and I don't have that control over them to get through to the big picture, to get through to that long game. So again, just tying back to the fact that I'm probably not the most patient person in the world. The next thing I definitely suck at is hiding how I feel. If I have an emotion, you're going to know about it. This includes the good, the bad, and the ugly. I truly cannot hide the way that I feel. My expression is painted on my face. My mannerisms change. My tone of voice changes. I'm like a completely different person depending on how I'm feeling in that moment. This is definitely my biggest flaw. It's my biggest flaw professionally. It's my biggest flaw personally. It's something that I'm not at all proud of and something that I do try and work on. But at the end of the day, I feel like it's such a deeply embedded part of my personality that it's really, really hard to change this in myself. Professionally, obviously not being able to hide how I feel can create problems, especially when I'm working in a team and when I'm frustrated or when I feel like something's not working out the way that I need it to or the way that it should be. And of course, this leads to inevitable problems in my personal life as well. Because of this inability to hide how I feel, I simultaneously create conflict and shy away from it completely. I'm horrible at arguing, especially when I am overcome by emotion. It's like I can't articulate myself and I can't argue when I'm upset. My brain just gets all muddled up and I'm so emotional that I can't even make a cohesive sentence. And I find this incredibly frustrating because it makes me feel uneducated and unsure about my position and like I'm not able to fully express myself and get my point across, which then makes me more emotional and it's this whole vicious cycle. What ends up happening is my flight response kicks in instead of a fight response. And so I'll start a conflict without meaning to, just by the fact of me being obviously upset or emotional about something. And then I'll essentially completely shut down and be unable to have a conversation about how to make amends or how to move forward in that moment. 
which is of course very unfair to the other people involved because I'll be feeling upset and they'll know I'm upset and then I won't be able to give them a chance or come to a resolution together until I've had some distance from that initial trigger. Unfortunately, this has caused some strains in my professional relationships that I've taken a lot of work to repair and I've even lost some friendships over having outbursts like this that are really hard to come back from. Again, this is something that I am working on and that I do wish I could have like a happy sentence to end this segment of the podcast with about saying how I've come out the other side or I have all these tips on how to manage it, but I really don't. It's just something that I am continuing to work on and something that I recognize is a flaw. It's also strongly linked to the fourth thing that I suck at, which is I take everything way too personally. And this is, I think, majorly linked to my anxiety because logic doesn't apply to me in many situations. I'll give you a few examples. So this week, Instagram has been fighting me. I don't know why my reach is super low. Normally, I would say my reach is about, let's say, 2,000 for each post, which means that it's showing up organically in people's feed for 2,000 people. Yesterday, it was less than 700. And I know this is happening to a lot of people, so it's not just me. But in my brain, I can't help but thinking it's because I launched Play Kids on the weekend and everyone's annoyed with me. It's because I'm posting too much. It's because they don't like the STEM theme. It's because of this, 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 this. I'm just constantly blaming myself for my low reach on Instagram, even though I know it's happening to everyone. And I know it's a computer program. It's an algorithm. It's changing all the time. And there's very little I can do other than continue to put myself out there in the most true authentic way that I can. And yeah, that involves selling sometimes because this is a business. I also blame myself for Andrew's sleep, when in reality, he's four months old. But even when he was at two weeks old, I would blame myself when he wouldn't go down easily for naps or when he wouldn't be able to stay asleep. I just always think that there's something that I'm doing wrong to not set him up for success or there's something that I'm doing wrong that is not helping him get to sleep. And in reality, he's a baby and babies have to learn how to sleep and maybe they don't want to because the world around them is fascinating or things are bothering them or they're just a baby and they don't love sleeping. But I just constantly am blaming myself and taking it so personally that I don't have this miracle unicorn baby who sleeps perfectly. This whole taking things personally even gets down to a smaller level where if I'm in a group chat and it suddenly gets quiet in the group chat for a day or for even an hour, I will internalize that and think it's because, oh, I said that comment, or I don't know, I make it too much about me, or I'm boring, or this, that, the other, and I will make everything about me, when in reality, there's so much going on in everyone's lives that it's probably not about me. The same thing can be said about if Dave comes home from a long day at work and he's a little bit quiet and he just wants to go have a bath or he just wants to go sit on his computer and watch some games or something, I will internalize that and think I've done something wrong and he's mad at me or he's disappointed in me or he's frustrated with me or something, when in reality it has nothing to do with me at all and everything to do with him and his need to downregulate after a busy day. But this level of thinking that everything is about me and taking everything so personally is definitely because I just overanalyze everything and worry about everything that's going on. When in reality, I know the world doesn't revolve around me. And I know that people don't think about me nearly as much as I think about me in our interactions. Just like how I'm sure I interact with people and they go home and think about things they said and what they wish they'd said differently. I don't ever think about those interactions again. I only focus self-centeredly on the things that I've said and the things that I wish I'd done differently. We all have those stories that happened a few years ago that kind of haunt us in our sleep. You wake up in the middle of the night, you can't stop thinking about that thing that you said three years ago. And I would say that that's getting much better for me. I am actively trying to work on that. I don't know the right word for it because it's not really being self-centered and thinking that the world revolves around you, but it's, it's like I just think that every single problem is because of me and that I'm the cause of problems, not the center of the world, but the center of problems, I guess. 
which again likely ties in super nicely with a little bow to my anxiety problem, which has never been formally diagnosed, but it's just something that I don't need a formal diagnosis to know that it's there living inside me all day, every day. I do feel like we got a little bit dark here in the middle of this podcast, and I'm happy that the last point here is going to be ending on a high because it's a little bit funny, but the last thing I'm going to talk about that I truly suck at is not doing something as soon as I want to do it, which is not to be confused with me keeping in ideas and marinating on them for weeks and weeks, like I talked about in episode one of this podcast in regards to my move here. But after I've thought about something for a while and I've decided I want to do it, I just do it. Basically with not really a real regard to timing or when it would be best or how to launch it or this, that, the other. Another thing I could call this segment is I have zero chill because once I've decided on a project, I basically go 150 miles an hour until it's done. This has probably been one of the hardest transitions for me into motherhood because before when I was really inspired and into a project, I would start and finish it basically in one sitting, if possible, maybe with like a night's sleep in there, but I would start and stop something when it was done which is obviously impossible now that I have a baby and I'm working in such small bursts of time. I'm not able to start and finish a project from start to finish in one go. I have to fit it in and work on it more slowly. And this has actually been quite helpful because I do think it is making my end results much bigger because I do have more reflection time and I am being more considerate and mindful about what I'm putting out there. And often I'll get different or better ideas that kind of come up in those quiet reflective moments. So it is definitely a positive for me that I do have these shorter work blocks now because something that I suck at is now being forced upon me. So when you see me suddenly coming out with new projects, it's definitely because that's just who I am. And it's not like I've been sitting on this project and keeping it a secret for a long time. I probably have told you about it as soon as I've decided I'm going to do it myself and everything's kind of unraveling in real time. This was definitely the case for the last round of play packets because I had actually planned on doing mini kits in January, but then suddenly all the supplies were here and I couldn't resist just putting them out and I figured I would just go for it and just launch them two months early. It also happened to me yesterday when Dave and I had talked about earlier in the week how this weekend, right before my mom comes, we're going to do all this organizing, we're going to go through our stuff, we're going to list stuff on the buy nothing groups. And then yesterday I was a little bit anxious and I was having kind of an off day and I just couldn't resist. I was just looking at the closet in my office, knowing it was a mess, knowing it was on the to-do list. And all of a sudden I had ripped everything out of the closet. The entire playroom was covered with everything that had been inside that closet and I reorganized and put it back in. When there's things looming on my to-do list that I just want to do and I'm so motivated to get them done, I can't resist doing them. Not doing something as soon as I want to, definitely something I suck at. And while there's other things I definitely suck at, other than this list of five, I'm also really proud of myself and think I rock at other stuff, like creating content and always having new ideas and being motivated to try out new ventures. I also think I'm an excellent hype girl. Basically, don't at me with your business idea unless you want me to push you and encourage you to do it because I just love encouraging everyone to become an entrepreneur and starting their own business. So if you're listening and you have an idea and you need a hype girl, hit me up. I am that girl for you. I also think I'm really good at just putting it all out there and putting everything on the line. And that's why I do share so much on social media. And that's why I do get so much fulfillment and joy from putting my stories out there and then connecting with people over them. I think it's a little bit easier to connect over the kind of things we suck at compared to the things we're good at because that's just kind of how we are by human nature, which is why I think I was so drawn to this kind of podcast idea after seeing the Aaron Trafford post earlier this week. 
If you are listening to this podcast and you heard yourself say, yep, that is so me to any of the things that I suck at, I would love to bond over it with you in my DM. So definitely send me a message after you have listened to this if anything stood out to you. And as always, shoot me a DM or a comment with any future podcast suggestions. I'm always adding to that long list on my phone of different topics I want to talk about because I just never really know what I'm going to want to talk about each week and I need to have lots of options. (laughs) And that brings us to the end of this episode of A Playful Podcast. Make sure you hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to so you don't miss the next episode. And until then, sparkle and shine.